What's up, page and brand lovers? I'm Diane Squires of Diane and Squires Consulting, where our focus is helping businesses nurture strong brand connections for long-term returns. And this is episode six, season three of Backstage with Page and Brands, the podcast where I share insights from the builders behind some of my favorite page and brands. Remember, you can find every episode of the Backstage with Page and Brands podcast on my website, dianeandsquires.com and you can subscribe there to receive new content. Of course, you can also listen to the podcast on any of eight other platforms including Anchor, Apple Podcasts and Radio Public. So you have options. Choose yours and subscribe now. I've had the pleasure of working with my guest on this episode, so I know firsthand how thorough, thoughtful, and professional she is. She's another terrific under-30 entrepreneur that I'm proud to be featuring. Christina Hunt is the owner and lead marketing strategist of Creative Edge, a business she founded after an unfortunate experience in a job she had not long after coming out of university. Christina talks about the one Beijing-owned company that influenced her tremendously, her approach to marketing, and how her intrigue with psychology gives her business its creative edge. Listen into the conversation. All right, great. Good morning, Christina. How are you? Good morning. I am doing great. How about you? I am very well, thanks. I'm so glad that you agreed. You found the time to um, sit and chat with me uh, for Backstage with Beijing Brands. So we can get right into it. Um, so Christina, Creative Edge, that's that's your business. And I know that you started that not long out of university, which is interesting, which is kind of ambitious because a lot of people really find it hard to, to find a job and it's on your own so how did you come to that decision uh well first of all thank you for having me on the podcast because i am a big fan <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> um, so i'm really really honored to be on this thing that i look up to you know it's really <laughs> special um so yeah all the university well to be honest my plan was to because I, I realized my love for marketing around fourth, fifth form. And my plan was to work in a big marketing agency for maybe five years or so. And, uh, you know, after a while, then branch out and do my own thing. After, right. you know, gaining experience in the industry, contacts, and really, you know, building up my portfolio as a reputable marketer in the industry. That was the plan. But uh-huh. the reality but- is that nobody was... I I thought nobody was hiring or nobody wanted to hire me. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, I mean, you know, I took what I could get, which was, you know, you know, a sales job here, a jewelry store here and there, Um, you know, to be able to make money, to be able to contribute at home and stuff and to not be wasting away. You know, I can't just sit at home doing nothing if I have the opportunity to do something, Right. Right. So um, I did that for a couple of years, and then I was in a situation where this particular company that I was working for, they wanted me to work for 
next to nothing but to do social media on top of my sales work. But they didn't offer me any increase in pay. <laughs> so yes. um, so I said, you know what, I this this is not this is not right. I just I can't do. Um and I left along with another employee. We both left and started our businesses together. So that was a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> And so it was it was kind of out of necessity then, or you just felt like, you know, if I can do it for somebody else, then I can do it for me. It was kind of a, um, it was, it wasn't out of necessity because I could have stayed in that job. Um, but I did it, I did it for me, I guess, to, to prove to me that I could do it. And it was more of a, you know, it was also, Partly a way of saying, you know, I don't need you to the company that, you know, I was working for at the time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like finally recognizing that I can do this. Let me try. I was scared. But I said, you know, now is the time to try because if I sign this contract, I'm going to be miserable. Let me not sign this contract. Let me go and start my own thing. All right, Christina, so really interesting how how you got into it and what you said about what how people treat you when you're actually looking for a job and then, I mean, how you are treated on the job. And, I mean, you could have walked away from that job and said, let me go find another job. But instead, you said, let me go and create something myself, which I think is quite ambitious. And you came up with the name Creative Edge. And I want to know... Why that name, Creative Edge? Creative spelled K-R-E-A-T-I-V, but why Creative Edge? Why was that important to you? Okay, good question. Um, so <laughs> when when I was looking around you know, and applying for jobs, there was this one particular company that was so hospitable in terms of, you know, they, they actually responded to me, you know, <laughs> most of the time you're applying for jobs. People don't respond to you. They don't even acknowledge your applications and stuff. But this one company did not even just acknowledge me. They offered me an interview. And mm -hmm. even though they did not have a position for me at the time, they just saw something in me in terms of how I applied and then like how I spoke during my interview. I even like came with a marketing plan that I did for a previous uh, place where I was working, you know, I was just working selling jewelry in this uh, company years ago, uh -huh. and I was, you know, just being excited about marketing, and I just came up with a bunch of ideas and stuff, but they were never used, but I turned up to this interview <laughs> with my marketing plan to show them that I was serious about marketing. <laughs> uh -huh. And we had such a lovely conversation, we had such a wonderful time, they were so welcoming to me. Um, it really, really made a difference. And that one company, can you guess the name? I won't, I won't hazard a guess, so tell me. <laughs> right. So that one company was Blueprint Creative. Mm -hmm. I felt like it was an amazing organization. I've been a fan of them for a very long time. Mm -hmm. So that, in part, inspired uh, how I started choosing my name. So in addition to that, I wanted the word creative to be in my business name because when you name your business something creative, then, you know, like the world is your oyster. 
you can do so many different creative things underneath this business name. But if I was to name my company, um, I don't know, Christina Hunt Marketing Inc., it just sounds a little more uh, limiting, right? So I wanted wanted the word creative to be in my business name. And the spelling is based on the foundation on which Creative Edge is built. The company is built on the fact that I want to help people embrace what makes them unique so that they Mm -hmm. can show up differently, so that they can show up better in the market and really stand out. So my job is to help people to stand out and find their creative edge and really make a difference in the market. So if you're going to be different, then I wanted my spelling to be different, you know? I like that. That's how we came. I did a bunch of searches. uh, How can we spell creative in different languages? You know, how can we do it differently? And that was the one that I settled on. Oh, that's excellent. And and I really find that helps too, because you were able to succinctly tell me what, what you do for businesses, which is to help them stand out and find their creative edge. Mm-hmm. So what is your creative edge? I mean, apart from the spelling of creative, which is mm-hmm. clearly unique, what do you think creative edge, how do you stand out? Mm, that's a good question. And to be very honest, I think I was only able to properly answer it this year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, well, tell me tell me that story because it sounds like there's a story behind that. <laughs> yeah, so, well, kind of. So this is actually my, let's say, it would be my sixth year. October um, 2020 will be my sixth year in business. Wow. And, and funny enough, it's only now that I fully fully understand what my creative edge is and I would say it is simply put my creative edge is understanding people Mm. so the reason reason I say that my creative edge is understanding people is because I really believe that it gives me an edge in terms of how I approach my work so my work includes things like consultations and it also includes coming up with marketing plans marketing campaigns and so on Yes. When it comes to consultations, I'm able to really, really understand where my client is coming from, what roadblocks they're facing, what mental challenges they're facing that's stopping them from being able to get ahead in business and help them resolve those things. Not just telling them, do this, do that, do that, you know? Yeah. When it comes to creating marketing plans and marketing campaigns, I find that what makes my campaign stand out is my ability to understand what the customer wants and how the customer relates to the product that we are trying to sell. So mm-hmm. it's that deep understanding of where the customer is coming from that allows us to, to do campaigns that go beyond, you know, um, telling people the price and encouraging them to buy. Once you can understand how people relate to your product or service, it gives you an edge because you can speak to them in more relatable language that actually hits home. So I think that understanding people at the end of the day has become my creative edge and it's something that's very special so you think that's something that is innate christina or is it something that you're working hard on through observation or research so when it comes to understanding your client um is there some kind of a background that you require of them and then similarly for the clients that they're serving how is it that you're getting this deep understanding Good question. Okay, so <laughs> naturally, I, I would say it is a, it's a bit of both. Um, uh-huh. Naturally, I am a very curious person. And 
Um, I just like to understand things. I like to understand the world, how it works, how people work. I just like to understand how things work. Um, so you'll see me on YouTube watching a bunch of documentaries and stuff, you know, just trying to understand how things work, right? Right. Um, so uh, in second school, I actually wanted at one point a very long period to study psychology. I, I considered becoming a psychologist for a period of time. Right. Um, because of that desire to understand people and to be able to help people in that way. But mm-hmm. when I heard of the amount of studying it would take, I did a little bit of a U-turn. Just <laughs> <laughs> the amount of work that it took before you could actually practice as a psychologist. And I just didn't want to be in school for so long. And I just wanted to get started and work and start doing things, right? So um, I, I decided when I got to university to do management and psychology. So management with psychology psychology was my minor and management meant that I could do all the business subjects the marketing subjects I wanted to do but include the psychology in there somehow so that I could fit them together so so yeah it was a good marriage because it allowed me to understand business and understand people which is perfect for marketing right yes Um, then so on top of that quest for knowledge and natural curiosity and stuff um, I've done a lot of market research, which then advises me even further on uh, how people think, how people, how consumers think, how consumers interact with products, how they feel about products, what drives their purchase decisions, you know, what drives their user habits, all that kind of stuff. So it's a it's a two part thing of natural curiosity and putting in the work over time as well. Wow. Uh, so that really is a good marriage because, I mean, in marketing, as you know, like you said, we study a lot of consumer behavior and there's some, you know, we have to make educated guesses sometimes, but always I think we have to try and find out for sure as much as we can or really delve into these, the subject area and the people who will be using products and services. Okay. So it's really helpful that you get to do market research <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because even if you're doing it in, in one specific industry or sector, you're still finding out about people on the whole. Correct. It's yeah. a blessing to be, able to be able to do market research because it is extremely fun. And I find that not only does it benefit me and the client who I'm doing it for, it actually benefits the participants. Like people are just so happy to come and have a place where they could air their views about things and the non-judgmental space and like seeing people's facial reactions and, and how strangers come together and bond in these uh, focus groups is honestly amazing. It's just an all around. Wow. So what would you say then? Because we talked about your clients and we talked you talked a little bit about the work that you do, including market research and or marketing research. And these one-on-one consultations and the campaign work, um, what are the characteristics, you would you say, of your ideal clients? A very good question, too. Um, I would say that the characteristics of my ideal clients, well, <clears throat> we serve um, different ends. You could say we serve entrepreneurs and then we serve um on the other spectrum, it would be, you know, the corporations, NGOs, and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, so on the entrepreneur end, well, actually, let me answer it overall. Overall, my ideal client is any 
business entity that wants to do something different, that wants to offer something of value to the world, and that is looking to truly stand out. And, the, and furthermore, that values marketing. <laughs> um, Very important. I think that that's something that you could understand as a marketer yourself. Very where, important. <laughs> yeah, where you're trying to convince a client this thing is important and they don't want to, you know, they don't want to budge. So yeah. those things to me make up overall what makes my ideal client. And then like on an entrepreneur side, um, I would say some person who is looking to grow, who's very passionate about growth. So I find that people, when they come to me and they're passionate about growth, they're going to put in the work more than a person who is comfortable. Right. I want that when entrepreneurs come to me, I can actually see the fruits of our work together, you know? Uh -huh. So people who yeah. are passionate about growing and are really leveling up. And then on the, on the corporate side, I would say, Entities that, again, understand the value of marketing and they're also willing to invest in doing something that they have never seen done before. That's the whole point of Creative Edge. Yes. Okay. So these are all people who will kind of meet you where the service that you want to give, which is to help them stand out, but the people who are looking to stand out. Yeah. Yeah. So what, I mean, maybe you've answered the question kind of implicitly before, but what do you think is most important for those um, clients, your clients, as they build their brands and especially online? Because I know that um, one of your creative edges is some of the work that you do with social media and, and on other digital platforms but what do you think is most important for your clients as they seek to build their brands online and and this is really relevant now i think in barbados and the caribbean especially because of covid19 and the fact that there are a lot of businesses that weren't really doing too much online mm -hmm. um, not really the full scope of work that they could have been doing online so what mm -hmm. do you think is most important Again, as they build their brands online, what's most important for them? Honestly, I'd say that what is most important for any company of mm -hmm. any size and any economic situation mm -hmm. is to understand your customer. Right. I feel like that is the key to success in anything that you're doing, whether it is charity work, whether you know whether you're planning a small event at church like a fundraiser or whether you are trying to build the next other enterprises you know <laughs> the core thing is to understand your customer once you do that you can if make your product or service actually serve them in the way that they want to be served so that they come back and they tell their friends right Right. You can give them the level of customer service that they want. You can serve them in the way that they want, right? Right. Which also is great for word of mouth. Uh-huh. And then three, well, C, <laughs> you can then market to them in the most effective way because once you understand what they want of your product and service, and once you understand how they use it in their everyday lives and how they want it to function and why they use it in the first place, you can then speak to your other potential customers in language that they can understand because 
they can read your post and see that you you get it. Mm-hmm. You really understand where they're coming from and that you're not just trying to sell to them. You're trying to provide a solution that fits into their life. So they respect you a little differently. Yeah? Does that make sense? It does make sense. It does make sense. So this sounds like um, you encourage clients to use a lot of the marketing research and the listening and and those kinds of to make sure that they do start to understand their customers better so can you tell me a little bit about your process Mm -hmm. sure um well i would say the first thing is uh we love doing focus groups uh creative edge we focus on focus groups a lot because they are a hundred more, a hundred times more effective than surveys in terms of the depth of knowledge that you can get from doing a focus group. Um, right. With a survey and a focus group, you can start with a list of questions. And on a survey, obviously, people can only answer the questions that you ask, right? And then submit the questionnaire. Yeah. With focus groups, you can uncover things that you did not even think to ask because. Mm-hmm. People are just in a space where they're comfortable, especially, you know, you put them in a nice air-conditioned room and because <laughs> this is so hot, so make people feel comfortable, right? Yeah. Um, nice air-conditioned room and you provide some snacks and juices and water and stuff like that. And I guess get people comfortable. Um, I won't share what my unique trick to get them comfortable is. Sure, sure. <laughs> but once you can get people comfortable then they open up and they talk so freely that you discover things that you didn't even think to ask them. And it is just such an incredible experience. So we definitely focus on focus groups because of the value that comes from those, this natural kind of for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And well, interesting because um, I know that, you know, seeing you on social media you recently did a campaign on social media maybe you can tell me a bit about that but I'm wondering if this also works for say the solopreneur who has a small budget is it that you're also encouraging them to do focus groups uh absolutely so so I'll answer the the campaign part first yeah Um, sure that campaign was called no is the time and it really came out of a place where I wanted to give back, especially because COVID-19 was now coming to our shores and everybody was in a panic and just a gentle feeling in the in the on the land was just panic and despair and oh my goodness, right? So I wanted to do something to help because I was tired of feeling despair myself. <laughs> so <laughs> I I thought about what I could do to help and um I started writing in a book. And when I had like a whole page of ideas, I was like, well, I, I don't know which one to choose. So let me just take all of them and, and stretch them out into a whole month of a campaign. Right. Uh, hey, I mean, I do this for my clients, so I could do it for myself too. There um, you go. So I did that and, and it turned out really well. And we actually stretched it out um, for another month because of the response. So the, the campaign included... Um, a couple of free social media audits. You know, we did a bunch of giveaways, to be honest. Uh, free social media audits, free consultations. We did some uh, marketing resources that were available from on my website to download for free. Um, we also did a social media challenge, which was so much fun. 
Um, <laughs> and what else? There was a Soul Online Creative Vibe session, which is you know our online support group. And we also did a 25% discount on consultations for those two months. So it was a lot. And uh, we also only we also partnered with a couple other companies. Um, I designed Salmon's Design Group and Health and Wellness Physios to provide some additional um, prizes for people to be able to win, you know, just to lift people's spirits and give them some hope. That was the whole point of the camp. Right. And so I'm, I'm assuming, though, that along the way, you would have captured the attention of people and maybe brought on a few more clients. Yes. Um, as the campaign grew, um, <laughs> I also started pushing the, the discount more and letting people know how the consultations could help. And that really, really picked up. Um, we did a good set of consultations for me, especially Okay, perfect. So, I mean, I am really glad that we were able to do this this interview, and I'm happy to have uh, another marketing um, person, although, of course, you can do a lot more than marketing um, here on the podcast. It really is about the brand builders behind my favorite Barbadian brands, and I can tell you why you're a favorite one, because um, you are a young person who took the risk to... Um, to start something on your own, but also that it's very clear that you put in the work, Christina, um, with Creative Edge and helping people to stand out. And I've I've seen, I've witnessed some of that and just by looking at the people that you work with online. And so I want to congratulate you on six years of Creative Edge. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's so, so big, honestly. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I have to say it back to you to reflect to you to see that it, it really is an accomplishment. And of course, I encourage you to, to continue the work and to chart the way for those who are coming after you. And of course, for the businesses that you serve now and for those businesses that you will serve in the future. So thank you so, so much. Um, for the interview any any parting comments that you want to share Christina on brands and brand building anything that you would say um, to your clients or prospective clients anybody who might be listening to the podcast yeah thank you so much for the well wishes I mean I you know when your when your head is just in the work you don't really realize how much you've done <laughs> so thank yeah. you so much for that <laughs> um and in terms of parting words, I would actually, because I just remembered something that I didn't mention before. So in my parting words, I would just like to mention that everybody can find their creative edge. Everybody should find their creative edge and mm -hmm. use it to really stand out and make a mark and, and build their own niche within the market, you know? Mm -hmm. um, in terms of how to find it, I think that if you if today you don't know what your creative edge is, don't feel bad because it took me several years to find my own creative edge. I mean, you know, really good at helping other people find it. But for me, you know, it was a little more challenging. But right. the reality is that as you do your work, you know, even if you are no new to business um, and you don't feel like everything is all put together as yet, the truth is that the this, this journey is one where we always evolve. So you don't you might not know your creative edge on the get-go, may not have a logo in order to start, but the truth is that once you start, 
you realize what you are best at and you realize the value that you bring to the market. So I would say do that. Have your conversations with your clients. Focus groups are easy to do in terms of, you know, if you um, have a small room where you could just get some people together and provide some snacks and stuff and ask them about how they feel about your product, I'd say go for it because mm-hmm. you can uncover so much that those conversations can actually help you to find your creative edge. So I definitely say that market research is the way to go. And I just say pushing because it's journey and we all learn as we go ahead. You know, it's never perfect from the start. Really, really good advice. Christina Hunt, Creative Edge, thank you so much again for being on Backstage with Beijing Brands. Thank you too. Have a great day. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. So, so good. Creative Edge is one of 10 black woman-owned businesses that I've featured on Backstage with Bajan Brands. And guys, you have to make sure you check them all out. So remember to catch up on every episode you may have missed on your favorite platform or on dianeandsquires.com. Do it at night when you're winding down. Do it in the car when you're stuck in traffic. Do it in the morning when you need a little inspiration. Wherever and however you do it, just listen. Bajan brands are picking up the pace and they need our support. Well, that's it from me for now. Until next time, be safe and be good.